Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I want to talk today about something that I think is vital to our growth um, and probably one of the hardest things to do, but reaps the biggest rewards. Uh, it's, It's called shadow work. And each of us has parts of ourselves that we would rather not look at. This is the shadow aspect, the dark parts. Even those people who are emotionally and spiritually evolved in, in many parts of their lives, they have shortcomings in others. They have these shadows in other parts of their lives. And as we all know, no one is perfect. Shadow work is the act of looking at and addressing those parts of ourselves that we actively reject, that become kind of unconsciously rejected. It's a very, very important uh, aspect of a person's evolution, as I mentioned before, uh, as uh, beings being human on this earth. And nobody can escape the shadow parts. We all have them. Even if you're an expert at repressing and suppressing those shameful and embarrassing pieces of your personality, you know yourself better than anybody else does. You know they're there. What we all know is that we know everything about ourselves. We know when we're fraudulent in any aspect of our lives, and we know the parts of ourselves that we are so desperate for others not to see and not to find out. Most people, I think, would feel mortified if others found out about the parts of themselves that they believed were bad or wrong or especially unacceptable. I remember feeling that way many years ago when I wasn't living my truth as a therapist. I was telling clients with great success, they experienced great success from my advice and guidance, how they can shore up their lives in particular areas of their lives. The challenge for me was that their challenges were my challenges. And if if a therapist is going to be honest with you, they're going to tell you usually there's a theme Uh, in their week of seeing clients, uh, and uh, many of their clients are bringing them issues that even though their clients are struggling with, the therapist also struggles, or it is reminding the therapist of what they've overcome. So so clients are teachers. I mean, I love it. I, I learn all sorts of stuff about myself, but I'm not the greatest fan of clients bringing parts of myself that I kind of don't want to look at. And I think if there's a good therapist out there, a good therapist will acknowledge, yep, we are just like everybody else. There are things that we actively avoid looking at because it's kind of hard and it's painful. And, and the bottom line was that I was not walking my talk. I was hiding behind the truth that I was struggling, like I said, with the same things that they were. And I wasn't doing the work that I was asking them to do. I wasn't doing what I needed to do to get right with myself, but I sure did a good job preaching to them and getting them on track. 
it was really, I have to say, a very awful way to live. And it felt like this black cloud was following me. Like if anybody else found out uh, that I was struggling with the same thing they were struggling with, I think most people, I, I think I probably lose all my clientele in all honesty. And because of that, I felt like a fraud, even though I said, like I said, I worked very well with them. The strategies that I helped them use were very effective for them. However, once I took responsibility to look at those things that I prayed every day, nobody else found out about, all of a sudden, the pressure and fear of being found out vanished. It was gone. And I cleaned my slate of that self-loathing. I was actually free. If you're living that way, I want you to know that the sense of freedom that I have come to know by living truthfully and with a rare sense of self-honesty that can only bring about increased self-worth and joy can be yours as well. There is such freedom in making the the fearful and the shameful kind of demystifying that by attending to it because we attach so much to the things that we fear. What's funny is that most of us are so quick to notice those unappealing aspects in others way before we are willing to acknowledge or pay attention to those aspects that are within us. It's just a natural thing. We all do it. There's some pride that we take in being able to say somebody's flawed, somebody's less than, ha ha ha. Yeah, I feel like I'm more advantaged. And why do we do that? Well, There's a saying that goes something like this. What you see in me is a reflection of you. And that can have a very positive or negative connotation. I remember when I was at a conference years ago, uh, the the, the hosts or like the the host team, they were standing uh, as you got into the doorway, welcoming everybody. And one of the facilitators at the conference she just presented it off so beautifully. She had such a beautiful energy. She actually reminded me of Shania Twain. And I told her that. I don't think she knew who Shania Twain was. But anyway, she's really pretty uh, and gentle energy. Um, and, and in fact, because I love giving compliments to others, I approached her. I, I love helping people feel good. Um, and I shared how beautiful she looked that day. And in response, she said to me, this was the first time I heard it, Janice, what you see in me is just a reflection of you. And I was like, well, that's sweet. I didn't, I didn't expect to get that back, but how lovely. But what does that mean? It means that it's easy to recognize things in others because everyone we meet acts like a mirror image for us. So what we find annoying or beautiful or complex in others are the very things that are within us that we need to either work on or accept. If in someone else we become annoyed by their their arrogance, for example, then we have to look at the parts of ourselves and our lives where we practice arrogance or conversely, where we lack self-confidence. Because anybody that comes across arrogantly really lacks self-confidence because nobody needs to overcompensate like that when they feel really good about themselves. Uh, so once that's resolved within you, then you're, um, you're really not going to necessarily see that in others. And if you do, 
it's not going to bother you. You're not going to really care about it. Um, and, and so you're going to have a far greater understanding of their need to display that quality. And you're going to be quicker to offer compassion and kindness and understanding rather than criticism and negative, negative judgment of them happens all the time. So when you make peace with those aspects of yourself that, that bother you and others, you're really making peace with, with everyone. Shadow work is kind of tough and it can be very painful at times to come face to face with the parts of ourselves that we abhor. And the reason why it's painful is because if we do not have a plan about how to resolve those things that we do not want to look at and we don't want other people to find out, that's when it feels hard. But if you're able to look at these parts of yourself and say, you know what, okay, this is a three-step process. I look at what is challenging me, I commit to fixing it, and then I find a way to fix it and I do it, right? But it's ne it's a necessary process that we as human beings must go through in order to expand and grow. And it can lead to greater authenticity, creativity, energy, consciousness. When we do our own shadow work, we can then lead the way for others to do their own self-exploration. And guess what? We get to light their lives up uh, by giving them, I guess, permission to do their shadow work. We realize that it's not as hard as we think it is and when we share with other people that it's really not that difficult, they're like, ah, oh, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. The shadow is the dark side of our personality because it consists chiefly of primitive negative human emotions. Carl Jung, if you go back, he is one of the earliest psychoanalysts. And he talks about this primitive negative human emotions, these emotions and impulses. We all have them. However, most of us tend to have more control over them than others. For example, like rage, envy, greed, selfishness, desire, and striving for power. Anything that we deny in ourselves, those things that we perceive as inferior, evil, or unacceptable, those things become part of our shadow. Everything that is incompatible with the chosen conscious attitude about ourselves lives in this dark place. We all do it. We all have the shadow side. Even if you don't want it to admit it, we've all had thoughts at one point or another. For example, of really wanting to hurt somebody. We won't act on it, but we thought about it, how angry they've made us because we felt perhaps, and most of the time that we, when we feel angry, uh, it's, it's an injustice. So the shadow side is born when we as children realize that there are qualities that are more favorable than others, like being good or kind or helpful. When we learn that qualities such as anger, selfishness, and greed are unacceptable because we are taught that, right? We begin our attempt to hide those qualities to avoid rejection, we're conditioned. If we're shamed as a child for having a temper tantrum, and I mean shamed, not, not just punished, but shamed, or acting out in any way, our basic sense of belonging and acceptance was threatened. Our world became a little bit more unsafe. So we learned how to adapt our behavior to suit the outside world 
and the people in our inner circles. And most importantly, we learned that the feelings and behaviors that other people told us were unacceptable, we got the message loud and clear, hide those parts at all costs. We've done that for many of us. So the repression of these unwanted parts of ourselves becomes our shadow self. It's kind of like they go in that container. But what happens when something is shoved down so much, but it can't be shoved down any longer? It seeps out in other ways, right? So you could verbally say, hey, you know, I feel great about this, but your facial expression isn't aligned with your words at all. There's, it's called dissonance. We become overly compliant, overly defiant. We say things we wouldn't normally say, or we walk around with a particular kind of energy that is off-putting and just plain unnerving to others. We carry it. The dark part can be haunting and it can be sabotage, be a, uh, a saboteur in our lives if we don't address the things that we keep in the dark. And lastly, we project onto others the very things that we don't acknowledge in ourselves. That's what I was talking about before. Remember, I said, what you see in me is a reflection of you. Uh, I can see my own evolution where certain things uh, bothered me about other people. And now I'm like, I, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me at all because I fixed that within me. I finally understood why I, was, I felt so provoked by somebody else's behavior. It's very simple. If a quality in someone else bothers you, then you haven't cleaned that quality up within yourself. Once you have that particular quality, it just won't bother you anymore. For example, if someone's rude to you and you're bothered by it, look how you practice rudeness in your life. When someone is rude, what they're really doing is sharing an underlying message of how they really feel about themselves. For example, somebody's rude, they may feel insecure, unimportant, anxious or unhappy in their relationships and they may have grown up in such a way that being rude was really the way they learned how to treat others. The important point here is to pay attention to what you notice in others that doesn't sit right with you and work to resolve those things within yourself. This is simply shadow work. So I want to share with you some benefits to getting to know your shadow side uh, because I don't want you to, to freak out and think that, oh my gosh, uh, if I start looking at my stuff, then I'm, I'm just going to be laid out. I'll have a breakdown. Not at all. There are, there are immediate and long-term benefits to dealing with uh, the shadow side. And your shadow side contains all things along a spectrum of intensity. And again, you know what those are. The first benefit is that your personal relationships in, uh, improve. When you know yourself and you work to improve who you are all the time and how you feel about yourself in your life, you tend to communicate better with others and treat others with more respect and a higher regard. You have more patience, you have more compassion, and, and especially you don't take things so personally. The second benefit is authentically, you're authentically increasing your self-confidence. When you truly know what triggers you, then you can creatively and authentically deal with those things. And when you have a system of dealing with those things that bother you, and that system is repeatable and effective, you feel better about yourself. Third, you know yourself better. No part of you is a mystery anymore. 
you'll understand yourself much better and and know what has motivated you to make the choices you make and then carve out a specific path to achieve the relationships and the experiences that you want to have. You won't be going through life as if you're blind to yourself. Four, you'll feel lighter and more energetic. Seriously, that's what I was talking to you about, how I felt free before. It was like I lifted something from myself and I was the only one that could do it by looking at it and trying to shift and be more truthful and authentic to who I was. I didn't have to feel worried. Carrying around all those dark parts of yourself is just such a heavy weight. It's hard work to keep the lid on things. It's almost harder to do that than it is to deal with stuff. Uh, things that we just don't want to uh, have exposed. You'll get fatigued and burn out and sooner or later, you're going to get sick from keeping those quote unquote unacceptable parts hidden. When we deal with the dark parts, we liberate our reservoir of energy that we didn't have before, or at least we didn't access before. And our lives can be infused with a more renewed energy source. Five, in accepting ourselves fully, we can then accept others more fully. This one is, I think, one of the most important truths about shadow work. When we integrate both, both our light and dark parts, in other words, when we can accept ourselves fully, our flaws, we can actually take pride and say, yeah, I kind of stink at math. Or, yeah, I, I really, I can acknowledge I get angry, I get anxious. Uh, there have been times where I really wanted to throttle somebody, you know, because I couldn't handle my own emotions. We can truly have a full and honest acceptance of ourselves, And in turn, we are able to offer compassion and acceptance to and of others. Number six, open yourself in, opening yourself up to change. When you know yourself better and accept all parts of yourself, you aren't going to put the same types of limitations on yourself as you would if you were actively rejecting those unwanted parts of yourself. You cannot divide this attention. You cannot be uh, feeling good and successful in areas of your life and really uh, uh, using that same level of energy to keep these other parts away. At some point, you're going to get depleted. So when you open yourself up to change because you're making room for better feelings to come, you're no longer at odds with the parts of yourself that you have hidden. And therefore, you're not at odds with parts outside of yourself. Make sense? So it's a win-win. Here's how you do shadow work. I'm going to give you some steps, okay? So one is to cultivate a constant awareness of yourself, your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and commit to working on all parts of yourself as they come up. That's all it is. Sometimes you might have to go back and, and deal with some stuff, but most of the time it's really just moment by moment, what comes up for you, right? And then cultivate an unwavering self-honesty. Don't deny what comes up and don't try to repress it. Own the shit out of it, as many people say, right? Just own it. Yep, I feel really pissed. Yes, I feel really anxious. Yes, I feel really sad. Just accept it as it is and then find a way to work through the triggers that, that you have within you about you because it's all about work about you. Three, cultivate self-compassion. This is huge, huge, huge. So many of us, the reason why shadow work is so hard is because um, we have self-contempt. We have self-loathing. We have self-hatred because we carry these parts of ourselves around. 
Learn how to be kind to yourself. It is the best gift that you can give. Have patience like you would with somebody else that you love. Your friends, you have more patience for your friends than you do for yourself. This is a hard one, like I said, for most of us. But with effort and intention, we can stop the taskmaster who drives us perhaps to perfection and to failure. When you notice something coming up in yourself that you don't like, whether it's a, a sexual preference, right? You, you, you may uh, uh, have a particular fetish that you don't want somebody to know about. You may uh, be known as heterosexual, but really you're bisexual or gay or any variation of sexuality. Maybe you have a desire to cause harm to someone. That you're very angry. You have resentments. You practice fraudulence. Look at it with a compassionate perspective because all it is is you. Now, there's certain things that most of us can quell and we don't act on them. Sociopathic, psychotic people do. And if you're not that, then you can deal with all the stuff that you carry around and find that freedom. Know that even when you want to kill somebody, someone, like I said, and you're not psychotic or sociopathic, you are really having trouble dealing with a part of yourself, not the other person. Because nothing that you feel is about anybody else but you and how you deal with it. I don't recommend you attempt to kill somebody, I promise you, uh, or, or try to get revenge. What I do recommend is that you acknowledge those parts of you that feel rage and feel that where you feel like things are unjust and where you feel vulnerable and work through those feelings rather and rather notice what's caused you to have this kind of intense emotion, the rage inside and get some help. Go to a therapist, counselor, somebody you trust who is uh, learned in being able to help you shift and work through this stuff. Learn to get rid of those feelings uh, that are so intense so that you can become a happier person. The same goes for those people who struggle with coming out of the closet or any other, like I said, any other sexual version other than heterosexual. Denial of parts of yourself can breed into many other problems, addiction, exploitation, low self-esteem, getting yourself in, uh, into drugs and around the wrong people, putting yourself in harm's way, even feelings, you know, rageful, angry feelings. You tend to succumb to being able to try to numb those feelings rather than dealing with them. For some supportive resource to help you uh, find some supportive resource to help you work through your own self-image and self-acceptance, even if people in your life don't uh, or can't offer you the same in return. Number four, this is step four, reclaim your projections every single time. The truth is that no one really cares about what's going on with you. Okay, let me, let me clarify that. Our family members do, friends and partners do, but 99.99% of the time, people are curious, but they don't care. And I want you to find relief in that. I have. No one knows what we fear the most. And when we assign our projections onto others, they not only have no freaking idea that we're doing it, but also more often than not, they don't even really feel that way. They don't feel the way we think they will or that we assume they do. Own your stuff. If you're projecting something onto others, please don't vomit that up on people. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. So look at that and say, you know what? I, this is what I feel like they're worried about. So therefore, I need to look back at me 
and clean that up in me. Step five, give yourself credit for the growth that you've made and take note of how you're starting to feel more uh, truly who you are, okay? This work is hard and hard work needs to be rewarded, even with and especially with our ability to praise ourselves for growth. I strongly believe in the ability for people to uh, to, uh, toot their own horn, tell people how proud they are, you know, whether you've uh, dealt with an eating issue or gotten out of an abusive relationship or, or gone to therapy and, and dealt with the things that you've dealt with because you're happier. The quickest way that you know that you're doing shadow work is to say to yourself things that you say about others. If you think someone else is stupid, then I want you to call yourself stupid and see what that feels like. Cause something in there is saying that that's what you feel like. Also notice in what areas of your life you have felt or do feel stupid and work on letting the past go because it can't be changed and work on fine tuning your current skill sets in areas of your life where you need so that you can feel better. I hope this, uh, kind of extra long, uh, episode has helped you. This is so pivotal, this work. And if you're already doing it, I'm so proud of you. And I really urge all of you to deal with things directly and clearly. Um, and if you feel like you can't deal with it on your own, find somebody who can really, really strategically help you do that because we are all good human beings, uh, and we are all flawed. I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 